Well, well, I, I guess the first thing that we want to answer is why exactly oh, oh, should we talk about evil? And I think one of the th things that's in that's important about talking about evil is that it's only when you realize what is evil that you can specify the good. Because it, it seems it is much harder to specify what is good compared to specifying what is evil. And to it's much easier to run away from what is bad than pursuing what is good. So I think by specifying what is evil, I think one one can try to avoid the avoid paths that one might be going on. And at the same time, also starting to specify what one thinks is good. And I think that, that's the importance of evil uh, and thinking about evil. Well, I, I've been thinking about evil recently and I have this uh, schema that I'll just lay out and later I can have a conversation with Josh about the whole thing. Well, I think there's two types of evil. There's radical evil and there's diabolical evil. So this, this actually came from Kant. And what Kant meant by radical evil is everything, everything that is done not in accordance with the categorical imperative, not just for the good, but for some other means. But I, I mean this in a less restrictive sense, as in it is, it is when you you identify yourself as purely good, or you put you put certain uh, lesser values in front of the good. And I think that is evil. I think it's caused by two things. One is self righteous self righteousness or pride. So it's it's basically you seeing the evil or you seeing the moat in another person's eye, but not seeing the beam inside your own eye. And the other one is thoughtlessness, thoughtlessness, which is, and I took this from Hannah Arendt, this inability, this being drowned in cliches and the inability to engage in a dialogue with oneself and really question the assumptions once, once engaging in. And I think it's this pride plus thoughtlessness that together constitutes radical evil in the sense of being fanatical about a certain cause or thinking that yourself is good and another person is evil, having this binary view of the world without considering the evil in your own heart. As, as uh, Sosinson said, the, the line of good and evil runs in everyone's heart. And when you think that own that someone else is purely evil and you are purely good. I think that's what radical evil is. And another kind of evil is diabolical evil. Kant actually didn't believe that this evil really exists in the world. He thinks that only angels and demons can, can do this kind of evil. But what this kind of evil is, uh, is you willing evil directly. So you know what is good, but, but, be, but you will what is not good precisely because it is not good, not for any other end. And I think this is caused by resentment of this maybe hatred towards the world, hatred towards other people, even hatred towards yourself. And I think a, a good example of this are, are school shooters. When you look through a lot of their diaries and their testaments, when you see school shooters, what happens is it's not that they know, they, they don't know that it is wrong to shoot, shoot people in school. I think most people still have the basic humanity to to know that it's incorrect. But what happens in school shootings is that they, they have so much resentment inside them that they shoot people, precise shoot children, precisely because it is the wrong thing to do. It's almost this defiance against God. In, and I think it's as exemplified in uh, Paradise Lost, in the famous quote about uh, Satan, who says uh, he's, he would rather reign in hell than uh, serve in heaven.
And I think this is kind of my schema. You have radical evil on one hand, which is caused, or which is constituted by uh, self-righteousness or pride and thoughtlessness. And thoughtlessness and self-righteousness reciprocally make each other possible. And then beyond the surface layer of radical evil, there's even another layer of evil that I'm not sure how to connect this radical evil with diabolical evil yet, of this evil for evil's sake, rather than this evil out of, I guess, deception and misperception. So that, that's my basic schema. Well, Josh, what, what have you been thinking about evil? I'm, I'm really curious. Well, recently I've been embarking on a bit of a project to understand the problem of evil, but not necessarily to understand the problem of evil, but rather to perhaps interact with evil in a more existential sense to say, well, evil exists as a, a problem. And I believe that evil as a, a, um, an existence in the world is greater than what we normally accomplish or what we normally experience. And, and when we're thinking about evil, we often only see a, or we only think about a certain um, part of evil and we don't understand the breadth of evil. And where, where, where you seem to be talking about the different types of evil, I'm mainly approaching it from perhaps another approach and saying, well, I don't really care what types of evil they are, but merely from the fact that it, evil exists. And as a result, I would say that the discussion is perhaps more existential than ethical, just because I don't want to get into the ethical baggage in this in the sense that I would say there is indeed natural evil, when in an ethical sense, you'll probably say it's natural suffering in, in, in some, to some degree. And, and I think what um, I'm trying to develop here, and it's not necessarily anything new, but rather to say that our focus on the world as merely either moral evil or natural evil is an insufficient dialogue. That that you have to go beyond those two and say there's an existential um, evil or suffering which occurs to man. That by being a man, you naturally experience, of course, a, a further sense of evil via being a human being in this world. A further suffering is put upon your shoulders just by being what we are in the world. And, and of course, then uh, the second part of what I'm trying to work around is, well, what are the problems ar which arise from this kind of this kind of realm of evil, and also then um, perhaps the solution, the resolution? How best are we meant to deal with or create a worldview based on the existence of this evil? And then, well, and I want to make it very clear, of course, because I mean, on YouTube, things get taken the wrong way, perhaps. And and when I'm using man here, I'm not meaning uh, the male gender, but rather I'm me meaning um, the human species as a whole. But but I do think that when we're identifying these forms of evil, one of the main um, things which cloud our minds is precisely the extent of evil. And, and it goes both for the atheists and the theists or everyone in general when we're talking about evil, or at least most people when we're discussing this in a developed world, is, is that the extent of evil is not fully appreciated by people in the world precisely because people don't necessarily want to be experiencing this evil or don't want to, be understa don't want to understand this evil. I think it has quite an interesting tying in with your discussion about a radical evil, the, the unthoughtlessness, some sense of self-deception or to hide themselves from the gravity of evil, which is experienced in this world. And perhaps this is more from the moral sense. And, and when we're talking about this, perhaps you would say, well, let's look at the evil which we see in the world. Let's look at the evil that is carried out just by human sake. What we notice is that a lot of the evil which is carried out is, will, is blissfully ignored by people the moment that their self-interest isn't exactly um, brought into it. For example, if you look at the situation with Ukraine right now, it's, it's really big in the news. But that is rarely the only conflict in the world going on right now. There's conflicts in Ethiopia, Yemen, um, in, near Saudi North Arabia. Korea. Yeah, North, North Korea. Korea. 
Yeah, and and, uh, I'm very... and, and another place in China, but that we should have mentioned. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, what we do notice is that there is indeed this very big sense of evil going on around the world, which isn't being broadcasted or talked about by the news and or people don't want to see it. And why is that the case? And to some extent, even if you look at Vietnam or Afghanistan, those are conflicts which are fought by the West. But even then, they, they want to have some sense of blissful ignorance to treat it as if it never happened or when they do face it, they then treat themselves as the enemy, for example, treating the Vietnam War veterans as the enemy for uh, going to Vietnam. And it wasn't really their fault. They were drafted. So, so you, essentially what you do then see is that what, what we think as evil is not sufficient enough to understand the gravity of evil when we're talking about the problem of evil or suffering. And when anyone raises the problem of evil and suffering, what we then have to notice is, well, are we wrestling with the extent of evil? Because, of course, I think evil is something which is approached by people in a way to suit their own agendas. And, and this definitely is, I think, supporting your point about radical evil. The atheist always likes to say, oh, let's look at the evil caused by a certain group of people and then ignore other parts of evil. Rather, what I'm trying to do with the project is to first start off with saying, well, wait a sec, let's hold back and say, well, let's look at the evil across the board and say, well, this is the evil that we are facing with and this is the extent of evil that we must resolve. And that's kind of the project that I'm working with right now. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I want to follow up with two points here. One is, I'm wondering how one can separate, I guess, suffering from evil. Because at least in my years, how how I hear those words, suffering is quite different from evil. Suffering can be something 